Hello, Beer, Baseball, and Binds fan. This is Steve Carpenter, and uh, we are in episode 16 of our year two of podcast talking about uh, our favorite three things, uh, hops and baseball and beer. Uh, we're very uh, pleased to have uh, Spencil Tilkemeyer, who is a key member of our uh, sales staff with us today, pinch hitting for Mike Gettle. Uh, Mike is out uh, with other things today, so uh, Spencer is going to be joining us. And our special guest today from Spindle Tap Brewing is Jeremy Moore, uh, who's a brewer for the uh, the brewery and uh, also a Houston Astros fan, Spencer. Yeah, that uh, we've got a real uh, AOS trifecta going in today's podcast. Uh, I grew up in, in the Dallas area, so I'm a... Uh, I regret to say at the moment that I'm a Rangers fan, and uh, <laughs> we've got obviously a Seattle fanship in, in Steve Carpenter through and through, so between the three of us, we can have a nice spicy AOS dialogue. Yeah, Welcome to the podcast, Jeremy. It's good to have you on. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Really excited to chat some baseball and beer. Yeah. Good. So Spindle Tap Brewing in, in Houston, Texas, uh, we're very pleased to have uh, a Honey Hole ESB here in front of us that Spencer and I are... Uh, sampling as we uh, speak uh tell us a little bit about that beer yeah um honey hole is one of our uh, original core beers um it's an esb uh it's, it's a little different than a traditional esb we've got a little bit of honey malt and we add, actually add uh, honey to the boil so it's got a little bit of a sweeter note to it um but uh other than that it's traditional esb Hopped with uh, EKG and Fuggle late to give it that that kind of classic earthy, dirty, you know, English hop characteristic. Our our friends at English Hops Limited would be very pleased to hear that you're using some East Kent Goldings and some uh, some Fuggles. Uh, and uh, I I just had a sip of the beer. It's really it reminds me kind of an English style um, ale, and and uh, it's a very nice beer. Um, Typically, you know, adding honey or fruit and vegetables uh, for a, an, an old-fashioned beer drinker like me is uh, mm-hmm. um, a little radical, but uh, this is a really nice beer. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, we, we've actually, originally it had a lot more honey, a little bit more honey malt. We've backed it off over the last um, year, year or two or so and kind of kind of balanced a little more toward the traditional ESD, but um, we really like the, the honey, the sweetness, and uh, kind of blends really well with a little bit of honey note from the EKG also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 very nice, uh, very refreshing on a on a warm summer day, that's for sure. Especially in mm-hmm. Houston. Jeremy, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got a quick question for you about this beer. So um, in a former life, I brewed a, a fair amount of English beer um, in Texas. And uh, one of the things that was the hardest thing to manage, I think, was customers' expectations surrounding carbonation and the temperature at which you serve a beer so to get it right like the english would it would normally be warmer and a little flatter mm-hmm. than what most people would want to drink in the u.s but uh still you know you, ne- you still need to make sure that your that your customer base is enjoying what they're drinking right so how do you guys manage that uh, i mean it, it's just a matter of you know making the beer i think crisp refreshing especially down here like you said in the heat um, a lot of people gravitate towards your lighter beers your crisper beers um, so a little, a little bit more carbonation helps carry that definitely a little, little bit cooler temperature to to ease these texas summers no doubt yeah so hey let's talk a little baseball the houston astros it sounds to me like jeremy the astros are all in as they make this 
trade deadline blockbuster trade for Zach Grinke. Uh, yeah, our, you guys couldn't have called me at a better time. <laughs> <laughs> We're both just stinging from it right now. Could, yeah. You could, uh, sour grapes. So that, that gives them really three genuine aces on the staff. Yeah. And, and I think any team that's planning on going uh, deep into the playoffs needs that starting pitching and, and a good solid bullpen. Uh, bullpen. And uh, looks like you guys are there, unfortunately, for me as a Mariner fan. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was it was crazy yesterday. I'm uh, I'm still sitting a little myself from the the victory chats last night. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. um, it's 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 mind blowing though. You know, we already had a great top two. We um, definitely worried about shoring up that rotation, but you, you throw Grinky into that mix, and it's it's downright scary. Oh yeah, he's a real competitor, and he's you know he's got some good playoff experience. And oh uh, yeah, yeah. That that pretty much. I I still think the the Yankees. Uh, I, I I think really that makes it a two team race. And I I hate to say this, if Gettle was here, he'd be pleading a case for his Minnesota Twins. But uh, they made kind of a, a move to pick up Romo for their uh, bullpen, but uh, mm-hmm. which they'll need. But I I just think this really puts Houston in the driver's seat and. Uh, uh, the Yankees will obviously make a run at them as they get everybody healthy. But yeah, uh, they, they got to get healthy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you guys have kind of made a living, uh, sort of taking aces that had a moment in the sun and then sort of had a little bit of a decline, and then sort of between Verlander and Grinky, you guys have kind of got the the aces of yesteryear that are now producing at a super high level again. It's uh, yeah, seems like we've, a good um, home for starting pitching. <laughs> we we've got a lot of. Uh, a lot of good, a lot of good guys on the staff. The pitching coach Brent Strom has kind of uh, been a wizard. You know, he took Charlie Morton last year out of nowhere, and now he's a Cy Young contender over in Tampa Bay. Uh, Wade Miley came over, and he's he's been outstanding this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see what they can do with uh, the other pitcher Sanchez they got from the Blue Jays. Yeah, the guys supposed to be able to spin it pretty good. Yep. Now, Houston did have to give up some uh, pretty highly rated prospects for Grinky, I think, but. That's one yeah. one yeah. thing that really the Astros have been known for the last few years is just uh, that farm system and and how these uh, young guys can come in before they get paid the big bucks and perform and and uh, uh, it's really a good situation to be in I think. Yeah, I think they um, you know it was rough for three or four years they're losing hundred hundred games every year but they they had a plan they stuck to it and uh, now they're they're putting it into place. Yeah. Um, the Mariners have been losing that many games for like uh, since 2001 or something like that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, since, they, since last time they won 100 and something. Yeah, they it was 116, but who's counting? 16, yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> even then, that they got knocked out by the Yankees in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. it, it's been a long drought, and uh, I think Depoto, our general manager, is kind of following the same. Uh, same game plan as as what Houston has because it uh, it, it does appear to be a sustainable model. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, just tear, tear it down and build it all the way back up from the ground. Yep. How much so. do you? Uh, how much? Uh, a weight do you uh, do you give Nolan's influence, Jeremy? I I will say as a as a Ranger fan and a Nolan Ryan fan from. From my yeah. birth, essentially, it really stung to have him go down there and, and leave the Rangers organization. <laughs> so uh, maybe it's just uh, you know me not letting bygones be bygones, but man, I sure miss Nolan. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll say Verlander pitched a gym the other night, thirteen strikeouts, no walks, and uh, he came in the post game interview 
specifically talking about speaking with Nolan before the game. Um, so I, I think he, he works directly with a lot of these guys, whether it's, you know, technical stuff or just giving them insight into the game. It, it has to be invaluable, even for a veteran like Verlander. Yeah. Nolan Ryan, he was just a last of a breed, just kind of that old school, tough nosed uh, pitcher. And I really enjoyed watching him pitch a few games at the uh, Kingdom against oh, yeah. the Mariners. Yeah. And you could hear that grunt all oh, yeah. through the, <laughs> the the stadium, you know, he threw that. Yeah. He actually, uh, uh, I think he was pitching for the Rangers, but actually pitched his last game at the Kingdom. Unfortunately, it was Did he really? that was the one that he. he Walks and batters gave up a grand slam in the next pitch. You could just, it was a grunt, but it was just a terrifying different type of grunt. And yeah. it was the end of his career uh, at the age of 40, whatever, five oh, or man. six. He was ancient by that point, but he was still producing. It was, yeah, it, he was he, still popping that glove. Yeah, you could never have a more larger than life hero as a kid. He was, he was the real deal. Yeah. A, a Texans, Texan, and uh, quite the fireballer for a long time. Yeah. So uh, another thing we like to talk about on the podcast, Jeremy, is just kind of the state of the hop crop out there. Um, I've been out about the last couple days. Uh, the only area I haven't been in recently is is Idaho, where we get uh, a few million pounds out of uh, that region. Uh, I hear the crop looks really good, uh, even the babies, which, you know, we started off about five weeks behind and still we're five weeks behind. They, there's just some babies that... Uh, I don't even think will be harvested. Uh, but in general, there's been some improvements in the baby crop. Uh, the water situation appears to be good. There's a couple of the junior districts that are on a proration plan right now, but uh, everyone seems to be managing through that. Pest pressure is very low, so we're, we're looking forward to another uh, high-quality crop this year. Um, and, uh, you know, Citra and Mosaic will be a little bit tight, uh, but we're hoping what we do get out of the babies will... Uh, help our customers that are uh, needing those varieties to to make amazing beer. Uh, So uh, harvest will be, it's hard to believe that harvest is, uh, it's August already and harvest is just about three weeks away. Uh, They'll start a little earlier than that down in uh, Oregon. Uh, But uh, it's shaping up to be, the, the mature stuff, even though the babies don't look quite as good, the mature stuff I would say is average to above average overall. And uh, we're just looking forward to getting some hops in the barn and, and uh, having plenty. Uh, I assume that you're uh, scheduled to come up, Jeremy, for selection uh, during harvest sometime? Yeah, we've got um, Garrison will be the one, or our head brewer um, will be the one heading out. But, yeah, we've got a lot of selection, uh, I think, into September. Oh, great. Yeah, there'll be lots of hops to uh, to select through. So. We'll save some uh, top-quality Yakima Chief hops for you when you get here. Right on. <laughs> you want to speak just a little bit about the other beers that you guys do? We actually we talked about Honey Hole, obviously, but really your bread and butter is, you know, heavily hopped, you know, um, really gorgeous single expression in a lot of cases, um, mm-hmm. IPAs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we're, our, uh, we're, we're mostly, well, mostly known for uh, the hazy IPAs. Uh, we're kind of one of the first in the Houston market to really – really go after them um we've actually got two uh two hazy ipas one one hazy ipa one session that we distribute to the houston area dallas area austin and uh soon to be san antonio um but so that's that's what we're most known for heavily hopped juicy 
you know, low bitterness, classic hazy IPAs. I don't want to say classic, it's mm. <laughs> but classic is a that, that's definitely target. what we're known for. My mouth's watering just hearing you <laughs> talk about it. Yeah. For those that haven't seen their logos, too, I highly, highly recommend that you get on their website and look at some of their incredibly well-done sports, sport, Houston sports-themed logos and uh, and uh, pretty uh, aptly named beers. Houston is probably uh, my favorite that stands out, but there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, yeah, we, we take a lot of inspiration. I mean, first from the city, um, and we're big. We're big sports fans. We do um, we do a lot of Houston sports stuff, and a lot of the other stuff is uh, dedicated to more of the Houston rap scene, which is uh, kind of one of the things that's put Houston on the map over the years. Yeah, five percent tint and uh, mm-hmm. all kinds of others. I love that beer because it is both incredibly aromatic and hoppy, but it's also a pretty good speed for weekday uh, weekday beers. You know, at only five percent, it definitely right, yeah. is a, a little more manageable. Yeah. So yeah, you- I mean. We- I'm sorry. Jeremy, how often do you get out to the ballpark for to watch an Astros game? Uh, as much as I can. You know, work schedule is work schedule. Sure. But um, I've been to about, I think, four games this year. Oh, cool. Um, the company actually rented us out a spot for Jordan Alvarez's uh, debut, it happened to be. So that, that was really awesome. That was oh, the last great. game I went to. Well, you, uh, the uh, Astros will be uh, raided by the uh, Mighty Mariners starting tomorrow. So, uh if you get out and watch a Mariner game, you'll have to let me know uh, how, how we're doing. Yeah, um, I've been wanting to come catch one in Seattle. I've got uh, in-laws who live in uh, the Green Lake area. Okay. Uh, we go out there almost every summer, but I, we haven't been able to schedule it a week when the Astros are in town. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, let me know when you're in town. I I love to meet customers in Seattle and go to a ball game and uh, have a couple beers. I uh I keep wanting to say Safeco. It's not Safeco anymore. It's T-Mobile. But uh, yeah. I've been to a few ballparks around the United States, and I still think they've got probably one of the best selections of craft beers. Um, and there's some uh, really good stuff that you can uh, drink while you're watching a ball game. And in the case of the Mariners, you actually need to be drinking a little <laughs> bit of beer. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, do you have any of your beers in the ballpark there in Houston? Then uh, we have our we have usually maybe one tap in an upstairs bar. Um, Anheuser Busch has a pretty good stranglehold on the <laughs> right on the ballpark. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with St. Arnold down here in Houston. They've got their own bar sure. out in the corner, which is a nice uh, yep. a nice break. We did um, our but yeah. We we've got one tap upstairs at the ballpark, and it's usually got our either our Boomtown Blonde or our Honey Holly on. Yeah, plenty of area or plenty of places around the ballpark though to wet your whistle before you get to the game with some spindle tap. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's good. Actually, we did our very first podcast with St. Arnold uh, a year oh, ago. Oh, right on. And talked yeah, about actually, the uh, Astros with them. Yeah. I got my start with uh, St. Arnold. I worked packaging there for almost two years before uh, coming over here. Oh, okay. They've got a good discipleship. They definitely, uh, yeah. They definitely do. Yeah, they, they, do it right. We're all over the Houston area. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, assuming the Astros do make it to the playoffs, and I think that's a pretty safe assumption at this point. Um, uh, have Have you been able to make any of the uh, playoff games the last couple seasons that the Astros have been involved in? Unfortunately, no. Um, I had a couple opportunities. I just couldn't pull the uh, the trigger on the price. Yeah. 
I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's up there. Um, this year, I mean, 2017 kind of snuck up on us, though. This year, we're, we're expecting a little more. So I've been putting some money aside in a little little there account. But I'm I'm going to try to make it to a big game this year. That's kind of a, a big life goal is to really experience one of those wins. Yeah. Try, that, to, uh, try to bribe them in beer, you know. Yeah. There's other forms <laughs> right. of currency, you know. <laughs> that would be a good one, yeah. yeah. Just stand out in the parking lot with a couple six-packs of uh, – of, of the spinal tap beer that'd yeah. be a, a way to do it how, how did so how did uh, uh spindle tap uh, how did how did the brewery come up with that name so um our our founders owners um they're involved in a few other businesses here actually on site um most of them are fairly oil industry uh involved sure. um, logistics creating that sort of thing but dealing with down here in houston obviously oil field services um, so they decided to name us after uh, Spindle Top, which, um, if anybody isn't familiar, is one of the, the biggest first gushers in the U.S. oil uh, industry. Uh, right. I think early 1900s, maybe 1901, 1902, uh, yeah. they hit oil in Beaumont. This thing spewed for almost two weeks. Um, so they, they took uh, inspiration from that, tied it into the oil field industry and that's where a lot of that inspiration comes from, along with uh, a lot of our, our core beer names, like Honey Hole, uh, Hop Gusher is our West Coast IPA, and then uh, Boomtown Blonde is our, our Blondale. So Honey Hole is actually an oil um, industry term. Oh, yeah, yeah. Honey Hole is like a really good well. That's okay. what you keep going back to. It's going to produce a lot of oil. I was a little apprehensive about asking that question, but now that I, <laughs> now that I know. It's safer uh, than you think it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's great. So you've you've got kind of uh, oil theme with your uh, beer names, and then kind of with the sports uh, theme. That uh, seems like uh, two very uh, logical uh, ways to go with the uh, uh, with your beer themes. Yeah, I mean, we, we you know we love our city, man. We're, we're most of us are here in Houston, Texas, born and raised, and we just try to represent it, you know, any way we can. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, what uh, uh, how, so you've been with Spindle Tap for how long, Jeremy? Uh, be about almost a year and a half now. Okay, and and uh, were you doing a little brewing before you came? I know you had the St. Arnold's gig in packaging. Uh, yeah, not professionally. No, um, I've been home brewing since like 2012. Um, working my way, trying to find my way into a brewership, a brewer's yeah. position. Uh, you know got a break in uh, packaging over at St. Arnold and just an unbelievable experience uh, and found an opening here and it, it, it was the perfect fit for me. Yeah. You know, that's something that's very important to us. I was at the uh, home brew con in uh, Providence, Rhode Island last month, or was it, I guess it was the end of June. Yeah. So it's been a little, little more than a month now. And uh, so just being there and observing the, the uh, home brewers that were coming through the line that we were giving out uh, free samples of Cluster Fugget and uh, usually two or three varieties that they, they wanted to, to take home and experiment with, I, I, I learned something. There's two distinctively different types of home brewers. There's the young guys like you, Jeremy, and I can say that because I'm an old guy, uh, <laughs> who, you know, started home brewing and maybe in high school and college and kind of continued the tradition. And then a lot of those guys kind of find themselves hooked up with a commercial craft brewer at some point, like sounds like you did. 
And then there's the other category that I had no idea was there, and that's old guys like me <laughs> that are retired or close to retired, and they need something to do, and they just have a passion for beer and home brewing. And, and uh, uh, so there's nobody between the age of 30 and 60, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of that. And the old guys are all, those are the baseball guys. You know, and, and a lot of times I had to pull myself out of line because I, I ran into one guy that was a Yankee fan who was at Don Larson's perfect game back in 1956. Wow. Oh, wow. And no he doubt. says, yeah, I was in high school at the time, and I, I got in trouble for skipping school that day, but I'm glad I went to the game. So <laughs> That's worth it. Without a doubt. Yeah. But uh, fun stuff. They're, they're just, you can find all kinds of connections between beer and baseball. It, it's just like the two go together. Yeah, well, yeah, they were they were designed for each other. Yep, Jeremy, you've got you guys have got uh, some growth on the horizon too, in the midst of uh, kind of all that you've been accomplishing lately, right? Oh, it's it's been a whirlwind. Like I said, I've been here about a year and a half, and we've two, three, four added four tanks in that time, basically just about doubling our capacity. Gee, they should have hired um, hired you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's been crazy. Um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Garrison was kind of one of the first to really jump into the hazy IPA game here in Houston, and um, I mean, he, he really nailed it. And Houston's just run with it. We've we've been really blessed and really lucky with um, the, the the response how we've been received in Houston, and it's just it just keeps growing. Maybe you've coined a new beer style, Houston Hazies. Um, they're they're <laughs> hot, man. I can tell you, having I mean, having experienced them myself, they're the real deal. Yeah, our uh, our flagship is called uh, Houston Haze, actually. Okay. And and <laughs> our what, flagship Haze, yeah. What what hops do you have in that one? That's uh, it's basically fifty fifty Citra and Galaxy. Okay. Yeah, they they seem to play pretty well together. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you get that that kind of. I mean, I, I just love Galaxy, that, that kind of spicy edge you get off, off of Galaxy, and it mixes with that, that super tropical note of citrus and, or citra, and it's just, it's a wonderful combination. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're doing a lot of the right things there, Jeremy. Uh, we wish you nothing but uh, success, and whether you're uh, watching baseball or brewing beer, we wish you nothing but great hops. Hey, man, appreciate it. Um, really, really, really had a good time sitting and talking with you guys. Uh Hopefully uh, your Mariners and Rangers will come back around soon. <laughs> yeah, it, probably not this weekend, uh, to your benefit. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it, it'll happen eventually. We're, we're starting to get a little bit of a farm system. Again, kind of following the old Houston Astros model, which seems seems pretty successful. And uh, Spencer, thanks for uh, joining us today and pinch hitting for Mike. Absolutely. Um, we'll, uh, we'll have to have you back when you're just lucky you were in town and, and – uh, we're talking with Jeremy and a customer of, of, of yours, and and uh, it was really good to have you. Thank you. So. Yeah. Big shoes to fill. But Yep. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up. Thanks again, Jeremy, for joining us. Uh, we look forward to seeing you when you're up for uh, selection here in uh, a few weeks. Absolutely. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks, Jeremy.